you like to be active, you love exercise, and you just want to make sure you're getting the most out of your time spent sweating. There's so much conflicting information about the type of exercises to do and how often to do them that it can be hard to identify the workout program that best meets your needs. All About Fitness is here to answer any questions that you may have about exercise and equipment and programs can help you achieve results in the shortest period of time. My name is Pete McCall and I've been a fitness educator for almost 15 years. If you have any questions about exercise, don't just ask a personal trainer who may have just received his or her certification last week. Ask someone who's been training trainers since flip phones, cassette tapes, and portable CD players were all the rage. Please note that all the information on this podcast is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting an exercise program, please consult your physician to identify any possible risk factors that could be a potential cause of injury. All About Fitness is brought to you by Active Motion Bar. Move beyond your limits. Let the Active Motion Bar move you. The active resistance inside the Active Motion Bars activates muscles of the core and extremities up to 170% more than standard static fitness bars. Check out ActiveMotionBar.com. That's A-C-T-I-V MotionBar.com for more information. Active Motion Bar. Let it move you. If you are a fitness enthusiast, then you most likely run. Maybe you run just enough to enjoy that dessert or an extra glass of wine, or maybe you take running seriously and try to set a PR with each race you enter. Whether you're a competitive runner or you simply enjoy the occasional trot through the park, then today's guest is someone who you really will want to pay attention to. Sonia Friend Yule is a master's runner who is demonstrating that you really can improve your performance as you age. Currently, Sonia holds the international world record for the indoor mile. And in today's episode of All About Fitness, I talk with Sonia about her experiences as a runner, and she shares some of her training secrets for how she's managed to get faster in her 40s. I started running at a very young age, um, youth track club, Northwest Washington Striders at Washington State when my family and I lived there. It was probably about uh, fourth grade or so, and I got my first taste of national competition um, in the Arco Jesse Owens Games, and I ended up running um, a 67 or 68 second quarter in fourth grade, and that um, I won the regionals, so we got to race in the LA Coliseum where they just had the Olympic trials actually um, just a couple weeks ago. So I was able to race there in the national meet and ran a 64 second quarter. I think I was top five in the in the nationals, but that kind of opened my eyes as to what running could do for me. You know, so I stayed with it. I was I obviously had a natural born talent for it. Um, ran all through middle school, high school earned a full ride to the College of Women Mary in Virginia and ran cross country and track for them. Um, and primarily I am a, I'm definitely a middle distance runner. I'm a miler, uh, 800, 1500, 3K um, indoor. But I do my share of road racing too. Like I've ran two marathons. Um, best was a 249 at Disney on a very hot day. <laughs> um, I also ran plenty of half marathons. I've, I've got down to 115 or so. So I have a wide range, which is kind of unique. But um, my heart and soul, and definitely my proficiency, is best in the middle distances. Like, and that's what I was asking. What's your favorite? Like, yeah. what is your favorite event? Like, when you when you look at your running schedule, what's your favorite type of running event? To, yeah, to do? it's the mile and the eight hundred for sure. And it's it's really a combination of both my physical ability and um, my body and how my body responds to that kind of training, and therefore I can do well in performance. But also um, mentally, I think we all in our sports definitely gravitate whether it's a position or an event or a distance 
your personality is going to lead you to towards what you're better at, you know? And so I like the intensity. I'm not, I don't have enough fast switch um, or the genetics to be a sprinter, but I don't even think that would fit my personality. I like to work hard um, and I don't mind it lasting a little while, but I'd rather go super hard for four minutes than somewhat hard and enduring for two hours. <laughs> and that's interesting because you know, you're, you're, you're built like when I, when I think of, of, of runners, when I think of endurance runners, I always think of being people being leaner, yeah. but you're very muscular for yeah. what I would classify. But I guess that makes sense because you're middle distance. Absolutely. You need so, power. so you yeah. got started at an early age with kind of working on that. That's pretty amazing. You started yeah. at a national level. Did you get any titles, high school, college? Did you yeah. win any? Uh, state, state champion in the 800 meter my senior year. So that was 1989. Um, had several school records for a while. I'm I think they've most of them have been broken by now in high school. College um, set a couple of school records, some relay, some open. Those have been broken. Um, and then, and my best actually has my best years. I, I did qualify for, for Olympic trials in the fifteen hundred. I competed in the Olympic trials um, in two thousand, and that oh, was wow. an amazing experience. It took me eight years to qualify. You know, two rounds of the Olympics just to get that qualifier to go. Um, so that was pretty amazing. Several world teams, seven different world teams for what they call Ekadens. Okay. And these are basically road relays, kind of a unique event. They're road relays that are run in Asia. So I've been to um, Beijing. Uh, we went to Chiba, Seoul, um, Yokohama. There wow. were some really amazing so trips. So running's taking you all over yeah, the place. Yeah, Auckland, New Zealand. That was for actually a, a lifeguard. Uh, it was life-saving like basically Baywatch, but um, <laughs> but not. So I was really a lifeguard um, on the beach for years in Delaware. Oh, where really? I grew okay. up. Mm-hmm. Which beach? Surf lifeguard, Rehoboth Beach. Oh, really? Delaware. Yeah. I used to, I used to go to Rehoboth. Yeah. So, yeah. Were, so not only you run, but you were, were you a strong swimmer too, or was um, that just kind of something I, you did on the side? The guys would probably laugh. I was the only female on the patrol for about four or five years, so they'd probably really? laugh if you asked them that question. But yeah. I got. But basically, I had a really good captain. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually recently, he lost a battle with stomach cancer. His name was Tom Kowaleski. Okay. Great guy. Um, you know, does all this stuff with the wives, with the kids and everything. Oh, just, cool. just dedicated himself to sports and to children and youth. But um, anyway, he helped me through that. I had a, uh, for some reason, a, you know, a fear of the water as far as the, the undertow and everything, even though I grew up at the beach. And um, he really helped me. We would go out there and literally let myself, I would just get pummeled by the waves and um, until I figured out how to work with the water versus against it with the tide and all that. Now, did that help you with your running, like learning how to kind of relax into, because I could see that would be very fearful if you're afraid of the water. I yeah. could see kind of getting into the water, but did that help you learn kind of how to relax a little bit? As you well, were? yeah, and it wasn't, like, I love the water. It was more about, um, you know, that fear of not being able to breathe. Um, when you were okay. held under by the waves. Okay. It happened to me a couple of times pretty bad, and, and that's where the fear developed yeah. um, because I thought I was dying. But yeah. <laughs> but what it, what it did was it helped me mentally um, endure. It helped me just to relax and endure when you have that discomfort come in the body, which then leads itself to fear. Um, I think that's what it, more from a physiological standpoint, yeah. it was a mental thing. You know? And see, that's why I'm asking that because, yeah. as a, you know, so you've you had these titles and what, what did you win last year? So that's one of the reasons why I'm in, you know, very interested in talking well, about Well, um, my record so far is a master. So master has been great to me. It's over 40, right? Okay. I'm 40. I'll be 45 March 22nd of wow, this year. Okay. But um, I have the world indoor mile record for women in the masters. It's 444.84. That's awesome. I ran that at that's Virginia amazing. Tech in yeah. 2012. And also that year, like a month apart, I, I gained the American record in the 1500. I ran 416.9. It's equivalent of like a four. 35 mile 
Um, and that it, that qualified me that year provisionally for Olympic trials at 40 years old, which or 41 years old. That is, a, which see, is really that's cool. so amazing. Yeah. It's like, it, you know, when we, you, you kind of see, I mean, I know endurance athletes tend to get better as they age. And I think that's because their, their physiology adapts, it's, yeah. you know, because it's mitochondrial it's density. Yeah. But it's also what we were just talking about is that mental toughness. Mm-hmm. And what's like, how do you prepare when you know you're in a big meet where you're getting ready for a big race? What's like kind of your mental preparation? How do you do? You, what do you do to relax before um, meet? Well, a lot of it, I, I have done a lot of work with imagery over the years. And I find, though, that the more you practice it, the better that works for you. So um, typically what I'll do is about a week before I will start doing a little bit of imagery every night thinking about that race, um, focusing on what the goal is. Is the goal a time or is the goal a place? You know, what place I want to place in that race. And so um, sometimes time goals can be very stressful mentally because you almost become obsessed with the time. So for me, it's very important to stay relaxed um, during that week but stay focused on that goal and then almost like a tangible versus intangible thing. Once I say this is my goal, for example, 444, I have to let that go, um, knowing it's still there always, and focus on the process to get there. And the week before, I mean, you've really done all the work. So the week before a race, it's about being healthy, getting enough rest, um, nutrition. And, that, and that's, I'm glad you're saying that because as somebody who's worked in gyms for years, I talk to people and they say they're training, you know, these are recreational runners. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's running at your level. They're not, yeah. they're not going to these national and international meets. But the, I see people running like the last week before they're doing a marathon on a Sunday and they're doing, like, I see them in spin class on a Wednesday night. I see no, them running. And I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. And, like, they, they feel there's that thought process that they need to do volume or they need to do more training. No, yeah. But it's like if you don't if you don't have – you just said it. If you don't have the fitness a week before the event, you're not going to get it. No, it's all about yeah. that last yeah. the last five to seven days is resting. And yeah. We call it tapering or peaking. But and with your, when you're in the middle of the season, you don't really taper or peak for one race. If it's a very important race um, – there's things you can do in the 10 days prior. Like usually the 10th day prior, you'll have a key workout because they've done studies and shown that 10 days prior for most people is going to have the most effect on you in that particular event. Um, and then from that point on, it's more about staying sharp, but not okay. doing too much with volume to tire you out. And that's exactly why, because, you know, there's so many people out there that run recreationally. And I think that people don't realize it. There's like, there's a question when I work with clients. Are you training to get in shape or do you want to get in shape to train? And so right. they don't think about it efficiently. Yeah. So as you've gotten older, I mean, you said you're 45 now, and you yeah. qualified for the Olympic trials at 40, which is, I didn't yeah. know that. I mean, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> and what's worked for you? As you've gotten, like, into the Masters and you, you've been over 35, what's been kind of like, what works for you? Because you, how, how often do you compete every year? Well, that I mean, I, first? right now I'm competing about twice a month, like okay. in, a, in a decent-sized event. So I, I'd say about twice a month now. So it's a lot. It's year-round for us because okay. you go indoor track, outdoor track, uh, road racing over the summer once track's over and then you've got cross country and road racing in the fall into the winter oh, so it really is a 52 week so, season yeah but we'll come in and out of um, that's where a good coach comes in too and just knowing your body you'll come in and out of different peaks so and there's different focuses you know like obviously I'm focused on shorter stuff in the spring yeah. but um, for me what's made the biggest difference and it's going to sound like a, it, we're beating each other, people over the head with this, but it's true. Nutrition. Nutrition has made the biggest difference um, when I learned how to how to manipulate my body in a good way via nutrition. That was a huge plus for me. And re- primarily what I'm talking about are, is recovery nutrition yeah. um, and and learning how to be lean healthfully so, you know, appropriately so. So, 
you know, there's carbs are not bad. Carbs are awesome, especially for a runner. Yeah. But I don't need processed carbs, although I enjoy them sometimes. I don't well, need course, them. You that, know? And what do you do? Do you have a recovery drink? Do you have a strategy? Like if you yeah. do a hard workout, what's your recovery I strategy mean, for that workout? I have several different products I'll use from time to time. But generally, it's always going to be that one to four ratio. Let's say I want about 15 grams of protein. And then I want about 35 to 40 grams of carbohydrate. Um, in that, so whether that's orange juice and a scoop of whey protein, yeah. whether that's like I love the Vega products, um, I like Hammer products, I like Max Muscle, you know, getting in uh, and anything that's going to give me and real nutrition too. Like a lot of times, if I'm, in, I'll just grab a Greek yogurt, okay. you know, and and and, and swell, get that down because it's really about the timing. Like and that's why thirty get, minutes. That's or why so. I tell again. I, that's, you know, when I teach when I teach group fitness classes. And, and I talked to you know, groups of groups of people. So I get them thinking about if you're going to train, if you're going to train hard, you need to have a recovery strategy because yeah. you don't just want to finish your workout because the end of your workout, the end of today's workout, sets up what you're going to do tomorrow. Yeah. And if you don't properly refuel and re you know re re-energize, yeah. it's going to affect you. So what's like? Do you have, what are your goals for 2016? Like what do you want to? Um, ideally, I want to. Uh, there's several records next. I'll be 45, so then I go oh, with a 45 okay. to 49 year old nice. record. So nice. I already have the American record in the um, 1500. The mile, obviously, because it's also a world record. I just got it for the outdoor mile in June of this year. I ran 4:45 at Vanderbilt, um, and then I have a 4 by 800 meter. I was a relay world record also. Nice. Um, and 3K indoor. I ran 9:50 in uh, in North Carolina at this time last year. So now for 2016, the goal is um, win nationals. Indoor nationals are coming up in Albuquerque um, two weeks. So win that. I'd like to, if I can nab it, grab the, um, right before I turn 45, I want to go for the indoor 1500 meter American record, which is 426. I ran 427 last weekend en route to a 449 mile. Wow. So that's definitely within reach. And then several 45 year old records are going to come up in the 3K 1500 mile. So set them up, knock them yeah, down. Yeah. Like, that's it's, pretty you cool. know, and it's not about, um, I'm going to be honest at this, at this age, it, it's about getting the most out of yourself. Like it's, is the ego involved? Yeah, it is a little bit, but really it's just a carrot. It's like what all of us need, right? Whether you're trying to lose 10 pounds, run 10 seconds faster, um, get off your blood pressure medicine, you know, whatever the goal is, it, it really helps to have that carrot in front of you. And that's all that is. Records are fun like that. You know, it's like, well, let's see if I can do that. And so you work hard and you train for it. And well, it gives you a tangible goal. And I think that's, yeah. what, that's one of the biggest things is having a tangible goal. And I think that's why so many people will sign up for a half marathon, a 10K yeah. or a marathon. Because, and then once they start doing it, they want to get into it because they want to be, you have a quantifiable time, you beat yes. their time. So, yes. you know, for people out there that are just recreational runners or even not, yeah. uh, anybody who's going to be running against Sonia, we can turn it off now. So if you're going to be playing against, <laughs> against her, don't listen. But for any advice for, any advice yeah. for, for runners that want to kind of like, what, what's worked for you as you've gotten into your 40s? What's worked for you to keep your pace up and to keep your, your strength up? Um, there's besides the nutrition because that is very important. There are two other key things. Number one is um, you have to do the little things and you have to be consistent with that. And I fell victim to myself from that just in the last several months, where I wasn't. Um, literally, I get blood work done usually every three to four uh, months to see where I am with iron levels, you know, vitamin D stuff like that. I got very low and it definitely affected me. And now I'm getting back up again. But you know, we have to be on top of things like that. You have to take, if you're going to, um, even recreationally, work your body hard at this age, you have to take care of your body a little extra than the average Joe. So, you know, being care- proactive with your health, I'll say that. Also, mobility um, and agility. So, and obviously, you're the, you're the guru on that, but you know as well as I do that. 
as we age, those things start to go by the wayside a bit. And it, I cannot afford for that to happen because not only will I not be as fast, but I will get injured and I'll be out of the game. So, you know, doing the little things, and I'm talking basic calisthenic stuff, even like, you know, uh, bird dogs, uh, fire hydrants, you know, your, your glute bridges, those little calisthenic Jane Fonda type exercises that we go, oh, these are so boring, but they're really important. And then the final thing would be to have consistency with all that because you can't just do it once in a while when you remember. It has to be ingrained in you that this is what I do three to five days a week. Um, warm-ups are very key, you know, for a master. How much, how much will you spend time you spend? Because that's another area where I see people, that, especially in like in a gym setting, or I see even at the park when I'm working out at the park, I see people hop out, hop out of their car, they touch their toes two or three times, uh, and off they go. Yeah. And it's like, how important is your warm-up? How much, yeah. really, in fact, and this is funny because people, people tease me now. Some of the master's guys that I run with at Vandy once in a while, they're like, Oh yeah, how long is your warm-up going to be today, Sonia? An hour? I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I'll, you'll be injured first, <laughs> so and that's it's at it. least twenty minutes. My warm-up for before a track workout, and I'm talking after I've ran for fifteen to twenty minutes. So I'll do a couple of leg swings and so forth. Go on a nice easy jog to warm up my cardiovascular system and some you know muscle groups, of course. Come back to the track and then do a series of leg swings, arm swings, um, plyometric drills, stuff like that, and then I'm ready to go run fast. And I think that's so important how you because you know, then yeah. that you're 100% warm. And yeah. so when you want to push, especially if you're doing a race pace day, yeah. you know, then you can push it. Now, what do you do for like recovery after like for physical recovery? Yeah, at the end of the I um, generally, you know, you cool down with for, for me, it's a, generally a two mile cool down jog. And then um, some maybe maybe only 10 minutes usually of a like yoga type stretching, you know, more the static stretching. Um and I usually should do that later in the day that same day. If it's been a hard speed workout, it doesn't always happen because yeah. life gets in the way. But that would be the best because, you, you know, you'll stiffen up and tighten up a little bit as the day goes on. And you do so much travel. I mean, we're right now, we're in Philadelphia at a, at a fitness conference. And we'll see each other again in a couple of weeks at, a, at another conference in Orlando. And then we're going to see each other quite a bit this year. And I've been really amazed at, you know, at your dedication to your training, like while we are on the road, just this and yeah. the last year or two we've worked together. What's, how do you do that? I mean, how do you, do you plan How do you plan your workouts when you go on the road? Yeah, I, you definitely have to think ahead, um, and you have to decide. There's a, that's a word, decide. Um, I think in Latin that it's the derivative is uh, there is no other option. So you decide that this is going to happen, whether it means I have to get up at 4 in the morning to make it happen or I have to drag myself to the gym you know, after working all day on the floor at 7 p.m. You decide these workouts are going to happen on the days we say, like, make an appointment with yourself just like you would at home. Um, and then sometimes I'll have to call ahead. Like I did try to get on Franklin Field here and it just wasn't possible for the track, but I'll have to plan ahead if I'm trying to get to a track or something. So this day what I did was I I just um, tried to customize it for myself and I went up on the treadmill, cranked up the incline a little bit and made it you know, work for me. So it's not always gonna be perfect, but if the effort is there, I think 90% of the time it's going to have the same training load effect. And I think that's a big, you know, I had the same thing on the road. It's like you kind of look ahead. I always go to the website of the hotel and try to yeah. see if I can get any information about the fitness. Yeah. Obviously, work in the fitness industry, we can know if there's a good health club in the area yeah. or a good outdoor thing in the area. And that's really, I think, for people that travel, that's so important that if you want to maintain your fitness goals, yeah. is you can't just show up and go, oh, what do I do? No. You have to plan and look ahead yeah. and say, how am I going to do this? And you might not be able to work out your normal intensity, right. but doing a little something is better than a lot of nothing. You yes. know, and that's really and really with it. Well, I appreciate this. So what's the like final final advice for somebody that wants to improve their time this year, whether it's marathon whatever it is, like what's what's been like one what's the one takeaway for getting better stronger or better as a runner? 
Make a plan, work your plan. Consistency is key when it comes to running, especially with middle distance and distance running. Make a plan and work your plan. That's pretty basic advice. And what, what track club do you work run with? Atlanta Track Club. You work with Atlanta Track Club? Yeah. All right, well, Sonia, thank you for your time. It's awesome. Hopefully, it's some good insight. So hopefully, you know, if you're a runner, you get some something out of that. Um, Sonia, your friend Yule, is a national champion. What mile record? Mile 1,500 and 3,000. Yeah, so now I don't know about <laughs> and 800. I, I'm, about ready, I'm ready to go. But I, didn't bring, I didn't bring my running shoes with me, but I'm ready to go lace them up. Yeah, it. So thank you for your time, Sonia. Thanks, Pete. All About Fitness is brought to you by Vicor Fitness. Vicor Fitness equipment is based on the concept of functional fitness which not only allows you to build muscle mass, get cut, become stronger and leaner, but also helps you achieve gains in the area of core strength. Whatever your goal happens to be, when you combine it with a strong core muscle group, enhanced balance and coordination, the quality of your daily life and the activities you enjoy will definitely improve. For more information about Vicor Fitness, check out Vicor, that's V-I-C-O-R-E, fitness.com, vicorefitness.com. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of All About Fitness. If you want to continue to follow me online, it's Pete McCall, P-E-T-E-M-C-C-A-L-L, fitness.com. Pete McCall, fitness.com is the home of my blog. On Twitter, you can follow me at Pete, P-E-T-E-M-C underscore fitness. That's Pete, M-C underscore fitness on Twitter. And on Instagram, it's Pete McCall underscore fitness. P-E-T-E-M-C-C-A-L-L. Pete McCall underscore fitness for Instagram. Thank you very much. Have a great day.